0: Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Subject to Improvement podcast. I am your host, Susanna Margison. This is the podcast where we talk about the messy business of improving. And My goodness, Uh, it has been quite the month and I have definitely been practicing what I've been preaching. And I thought now is as good a time as ever to come back, let you know what's been going on behind the scenes, and also to tell you about this big shift that I had thinking about goal setting. So that's the whole point of this episode is going to be about goal setting, but let me give you an update first. So this past month, has been a tiny bit of a shitstorm. I got sick at the end of January with this weird like stomach virus thing. So that took me out. And then as luck would have it, I got struck again this time with a throat thing. And then I thought I shook that off. And then all of a sudden I ended up with this cough lung thing. So my voice is still a tiny bit fucked, But I am here and I have decided that I am not going to let this hold me back. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to record things. I'm going to start creating content again. And we're just going to have to deal with the fact that my voice is a little bit messy. And you won't hear this because I'll edit it out, but I'll be coughing a little bit throughout this episode. So that's one thing that's been going on in the backdrop of not feeling 100%. I have also been breathing new life into my business and my work and I heard, I was listening to another podcast this morning where an entrepreneur was talking about how her business looks a lot different now, 10 years after she founded it. And I think a lot of new businesses, especially businesses where people are creating something new and not following the herd, for example, like me, I don't want to be a typical lawyer. So I sort of made up this role of a conflict coach in my brain. And that has taken a few different iterations as I figured out who I love to work with, what kinds of things I love to do. All of that. So over the past month, I have been working on it's not my first coaching program, but I would say this is probably the most authentic coaching program that I have ever developed. And this coaching program is geared for people who are in the middle of a conflict, or maybe a conflict is somewhat over, but they feel like they've been taken down because of it and they have to plan a comeback. And I am in the process of rolling out a beta round of this project. And at the moment in my brain, I have 10 modules and I am coaching people through this. And so basically they get the modules either in a course portal or private podcast I never thought I was a podcast person, but it turns out I am. And I love listening to podcasts when I'm walking Orla, my dog. So it was important to me to be able to deliver this content through podcasts. So people get the podcast and then they can go through the content and then bring that with them to their coaching sessions with me. And we work through that. And this, I'm so excited about this program because this is the exact program that i basically followed. I, I didn't know I was following it, but this is exactly what I ended up doing to make give myself a big comeback when I really needed it, when I was really taken down by a conflict. It has been super exciting and really exhilarating and really enjoyable, but I caught myself encountering a little bit of resistance when it came to recording one of the modules. And that module is all about goal setting. And I heard something the other day that was really interesting. I was listening to this masterclass, which was a great masterclass, and they were talking about some of the activities they were suggesting that people do after and the person leading the masterclass said, go do the activities. And if you're encountering some resistance around doing the activities, meaning if you don't want to do them, she said, then you really need to do the activities because there's a reason for that. So I got thinking about this because I have been encountering resistance around filming this module around goal setting. And as I got like I thought about this and I think it's important sometimes when we are encountering that resistance to really reflect on like why the fuck am I not loving this so much? And there's a few reasons. The first is that I was introduced to SMART goals when I was about 15 years old, maybe a little bit older, I had to go through this course in high school that it was like a life studies course. And they introduced us to seven habits of highly effective people. And they talked about goal setting. So I've known about SMART goals since I was 15. I've also been bored by SMART goals since I was 15. And when I hear coaches talk about goal setting, my brain immediately goes to that scene in The Devil Wears Prada where Miranda Priestly goes, floral for spring, groundbreaking. That's how I feel about goal setting as a coach, like goal setting as a coach, groundbreaking. Like I sometimes find it just, it's a bit boring. And for whatever reason, it takes me back to that high school class, which I really didn't enjoy. Hilarious because a lot of the work that I did in that high school class is showing up for me now as I'm doing this work with clients, but I didn't like it. I realized, as I did some reflecting, that there are a few things that come up for me when it comes to goal setting. Number one, I think when people have historically asked me to set goals, it's been something that's been imposed on me. And then in the moment, I feel like I'm put on the spot. So I feel like I have to come up with the right goal to make the person happy, and, or I feel like I have to come up with a goal that's really admirable, or just like I get all in my brain about what my goal is going to look like to other people. And then what ends up happening for me is I set a goal that I'm not really 100% attached to, then I don't reach the goal and I feel like an asshole for not reaching the goal. There's a lot of nuance in what I've just said. I think the whole concept of being asked to set a goal, having that imposed on you, and then having to share that goal with another human being does actually result in people, number one, feeling put on the spot. So they're not actually thinking about the goal they want to set. They're just trying to answer the question and move on to the next. Number two, it does actually result in us getting a little bit in our heads about how our goals are going to look to other people. That got me thinking about ways that I have gone wrong when it comes to setting goals and why I have not always reach the goals that I've set for myself. And one of the first mistakes that I had made in the past is setting a goal because I think it's going to look good to somebody else or setting a goal because of how I think it's going to make me seem to other people. And the prime example of that for me was when I was a teenager, going back to that high school again. One of my goals was to become a doctor. Now, there is a big fucking problem with this goal. The glaring issue with this goal was that I don't really get a big buzz off of science. Like, I think medicine is really interesting. I like knowing little snippets about medicine. I have a degree in health sciences, for fuck's sake. Like, I know things about health, but... I remember sitting in the library trying to learn about the anatomy of the heart. And there was an element of electricity that they were introducing because of the way the heart beats. And I don't even remember it now. And that tells you a lot. As I was sitting there studying the heart, I remember thinking, I don't like this stuff. Like, I'm glad that people know about it. I'm glad that we've got to the point in a society where we understand this shit But it wasn't sticking in my brain because it wasn't lighting me up. That's a big problem if you wanna be a doctor. If you wanna be a doctor and you're not lit up by medicine and you're not lit up by the subject matter and the shit you're supposed to know about so that you can use that to help other people, that's not gonna be good for you if you wanna be a doctor. And what ended up happening as I was working towards that goal, which by the way, when I reflect back on it, I had set because. I thought it was going to give me lots of things. I thought it was going to give me respect. I thought it was going to give me power. I thought it was going to help me fit in. Like I thought it was going to give me uh, financial security. And yes, it would have done a lot of those things, but it wasn't the only way that I could have gotten those things. So basically what I had done with the doctor goal was I had decided on the destination. The destination was I wanted to feel financially secure. I wanted to feel a connection with people. I wanted to help people. I wanted to have respect. I wanted to feel powerful. Like I wanted, I'm a little embarrassed to tell you this, but you know what? What the fuck? I'm being authentic. I wanted to have that status in the community. And that was my destination was all that feeling, the feeling that would come from having the status. Like I would feel good from having all of those things. So the destination was feeling good because of having those things. The way I chose to get there, almost like the difference between taking a cruise ship and a flight, was so the way I chose to get there was being a doctor. It's not the only way to get there. There's lots of ways to get those things. But in my brain, I was like, the best way and the most surefire way of getting there and the way I'm going to do it is by being a doctor. It didn't occur to me for whatever reason, and this is a thought error, right? It didn't occur to me that not only are there other ways to get there, but that I might be capable of doing those other things. And that maybe I could explore doing something that I loved and then figure out a way to get paid for it later. What happened? Well, I'm not a physician. I am not a medical doctor. I didn't end up loving what I was doing. So studying was a bit of a slog. It was hard for me to get the concepts to stick in my brain. It was hard for me to motivate myself to study. There was a lot of stress around it. And I ended up pivoting and becoming a lawyer, which sort of ended up being kind of the same problem, by the way. I think my reasons for becoming a lawyer were a lot more pure. And I think at the time I understood that I wanted to help people whose integrity was being threatened. I still wanted to help people who were in trouble and I wanted to solve problems. And honestly, being a lawyer is a great way to do all of those things. And I still use my law degree every single day because a law degree teaches you how to think, It teaches you how to find the truth. It teaches you all about evidence. It teaches you about what's right and what's not right. And it also teaches you about ways to argue, which I love doing. So I still use that every day and I definitely bring it to my coaching. And I think it's one of the reasons why my clients see so much success because it is, it makes me a fearless fucking coach. And especially when I'm coaching around conflict, there's a lot of theory and knowledge that I bring to that. That being said what I thought the law was going to do and how I thought the law was going to get me to that destination was maybe a little bit flawed in that, sure, it could get me there, but I didn't love doing it. It didn't light me up. And so I ended up back in that same kind of scenario where I was like, wow, every day feels a tiny bit like a slog. I'm super stressed out by this. I don't love the idea of doing a lot of this work. It's not lighting me up. And one of the kind of watershed moments for me where i figured out i needed to pivot and do something else was i asked myself okay let's just say that i get struck down by covid tomorrow because my pivot point happened in the middle of the pandemic how would i feel about the way i spent my day today and the answer was a resounding not happy like i would not be happy with the way i was spending my day so that made me turn back inward and say okay what do i want to do what do i want to do in this life What do I want to accomplish? And how can I take responsibility for that? Because I was also thinking I could just let things happen, like things maybe will just fall in my lap and I'll just get the opportunity and I'll go. And I think one of the biggest things that separates really successful, happy people from people who are not is that people who are successful seize opportunities when they see them, whereas people who aren't feeling as successful or don't feel as successful don't seize those opportunities. And then there's also this element, I think, of courage and belief in yourself and this authenticity and the courage to live authentically that a lot of people don't necessarily have. I'll just be honest. A lot of people don't have it and I didn't have it for a long time. And it's still a daily practice for me where I have to work on this. That brings me back to goal setting. Because I was setting goals that weren't really resonating with me, I wasn't reaching them. And so I found out that there are different kinds of goals and there are different ways of approaching goals. And one of the biggest mistakes that I see people make is they see their goal as being the only way that they can feel a certain way. Most of the time when I ask people, why do you have this goal? When we really get down to it and we peel back all the layers, they're searching for a feeling. They want to feel a certain way and they've convinced themselves that unless they reach this goal, they cannot feel those things. We can always break down a goal to a desired feeling. And where people go wrong is they think I have to have the goal first, then the feeling. And it's the opposite way around. If you can create the feeling you want to feel... And it's really easy to do this, guys. We can talk ourselves into a feeling, even if it's only for a couple of minutes. And once you're in that feeling, then what's the next step I need to take to get me closer to this feeling? And the reason why setting goals from a place of feeling is so is so helpful is because it helps you enjoy the process of getting there, which is really important because a lot of us think when we reach our goal, that's when we're going to be happy. You know, we think to ourselves, when I'm married, I'll be happy. When I have kids, I'll be happy. When I have the business, I'll be happy. When I have the job title, I'll be happy. When that person decides that they like me and they stop bullying me, I'll be happy. A lot of us think that our goal is necessary for the happiness. And when we can flip it and say, okay, first of all, That happy end point is a myth. New things will always happen that will be curveballs that will throw us that we'll need to deal with. That's just how life works. And the trick is not removing all of those factors. The trick is figuring out how to thrive even with those factors in our lives. The trick is figuring out how not to let those external things take us down. And so if we can release the fact that we have to wait until we have all of those things to be happy and find ways to be happy now we're actually more likely to be a fuck ton more successful in reaching our goals. Like research has shown that. So part of it is, okay, how do we celebrate the path? Like how do we celebrate the growth of our journey? So how I finally got myself around this goal setting, I'm going to call it goal setting bullshit, was number one, I stopped thinking about goals as, as a list of prerequisites that needed to be met. The next thing I started considering was a direction, like thinking of my goals as a direction. And I think one of the things that caused drama for me is that sometimes we don't actually know the shape that things are going to take. We know what direction we want to go in. We know that there are certain attributes that we want to see, but we don't necessarily have the full picture. And we can create a lot of brain drama around that. And the message that I am going to be teaching in my courses you don't necessarily have to have all of the answers. Sometimes it's okay to understand that actually you know what right now, especially when you've been just been taken down by a conflict or when you're in the thick of it. Your goal might be, look, I need to stop the bleed. I need to stop feeling like shit. My goal is to be able to interact in this situation without having my nervous system freak out. Or my goal is to move from a period of grief and sadness and depression over this loss to feeling optimistic again. That is a good goal. It doesn't, goals don't necessarily have to be something that apply for 10 years out. The puzzle when it comes to goal setting is understanding what the direction might look like, but also understanding what the direction is going to feel like and finding ways to replicate those feelings now. Because that helps us come from a place of feeling lack, feeling empty because the goal isn't met yet, to feeling some excitement about what you're creating. Because nobody wakes up one day with the goal already met, right? There's always some work that goes into that. And a lot of us don't delight in what the creative process, like a lot of us don't delight in the fact that we are on the fucking way. We just think we need to get there and then we can be happy. But it's so much fun to be on the way. It is so much fun to be learning. And it is kind of a blessing to be going through the process of getting there. I was just talking to a client and she was telling me, she's an entrepreneur, and she was telling me about somebody else in her world who's a very successful entrepreneur and who's a bit further along. They're, they're a bit older. They've been in entrepreneurship for longer. And one of the things she said, she goes, you know, yeah, she's been through it. She knows things like she's got this experience and she's unflappable. And I was thinking, and I didn't say this to her as eloquently as I'm going to say this now. Obviously, it never works that way. But I'm reflecting on this now. I'm like, yeah, she's all of those things because she went through it, because she went through this process. And here you are going through the same process. And awesome, because you're on your fucking way. Like, you are on your way to being there. And isn't that cool that you are on your way? And it doesn't have to be pleasant. You don't have to like it. But sometimes there's a lot of power in just accepting that, yeah, you know what, I'm going through this bit and this bit isn't fun. And often the greatest times of growth come through periods of discomfort. But there's a difference between hurt and harm. There's a difference between an unpleasant feeling that's just there and a situation that's actually harming us. And if the situation is harming us, we need to move, right? We need to pivot. We need to change something. But if the situation's uncomfortable, that doesn't always mean that that's bad. It just means you're pushing yourself. You're growing. And that is super, super powerful. So when it comes to goals, one of the things I'm going to be teaching is that you get to make your own rules. You don't necessarily have to have a 10-year plan. Some people do, and they love it, and they thrive off of it, and that's amazing. Some people don't. One of the things that I have found most helpful in steering my direction is thinking about how I want to have made people feel. What mark do I want to leave on this world? How do I want to leave people feeling? Because that's what it all comes down to is how do people feel? A lot of people who have a lot of big impact in the world, the impact is not what they've done. It's how what they've done has made people feel. So those things are things I'm going to be teaching in my program. And if you want more information about the program, you can get it by hopping on my email list. I will put a link to join in my link in bio. And the link to join, by the way, will be a link as well to grab your free copy of the conflict playbook, which has been game changing for so many people when they're navigating conflict. I get these awesome messages very frequently of people saying this book helped me when I really, really needed it. And I'm really glad it did because this is the book that I wrote for myself when I was going through those times and I still use it when I'm going through tough times. So I hope it's as helpful for you too. Thanks for catching up with me today. I'm so glad to be back. I will talk to you again soon. Until next time, we are all subject to improvement.